all information is not good information. That is why we're going to find out what information is actually out there about finances and give our perspective. We're going to take the top tweets on Twitter with the hashtags money and the Bible and break them down. Yeah, um, this should be interesting. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Welcome back once again. I'm your host, A.B. Ridgeway, and today we are going to do something a little bit different. We are going to help you break through some of the noise that you may be reading on the internet. During this episode, you're going to figure out what information is good financial information and what is just speculation and garbage. But first, we're going to go over today's scripture, which comes from Matthew chapter 7, verse 1 through 2. Judge not that ye be not judged, for with judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. Now, I want to be clear. This episode is not to judge others. It is not to exalt or to humble anyone. It is simply to bring awareness and clarity to you so you can establish a better relationship between your faith and your finances. Well, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you today to seek your guidance and grace. Help us unveil some of the falsities that plague our world and allow the truth to shine through. May those who are mentioned understand that we are not here to judge. We're not here to degrade and we are not here to even praise. But we are here seeking truth and understanding about our finances. We love all of God's children. May our focus stay on you and your word. And may we have a productive and inspiring episode. All of these things we ask in your name. Amen. Well, let's dive right into it. So I went straight to Twitter in the search bar. I typed in two simple words, money and Bible. And we're going to see what we get. So. The first tweet is from Zuby at Zuby Music. I hope I'm saying that correctly, but it reads, the Bible does not say that money is the root of all evil. It says the love of money that completely changes the meaning. And it's annoying how often it is misquoted and misapplied. Okay. So, so this is a good start. The scripture he is referencing is actually first Timothy chapter six, verse 10. So if you have your Bible or maybe a Bible app, or maybe just write it down on a sheet of paper, you can go see the scripture for yourself. But to be honest, one of my pet peeves is that people tend to only recite the first half of the scripture. We all know that it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. But in that same verse, it continues with, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The key words for me here are love of money and some coveted after. So not everyone is destined to be condemned for their love of money, but when they have erred or turned their backs on their faith because of money, that is where the self-infliction of sorrow comes into play. But 
this is a good start. I feel a little optimistic, <laughs> I guess you can say. All right, so the next tweet that I see is from Daily Bible Verses. Their handle is at daily underscore Bible underscore underscore. It reads, keep your lives free from the love of money. Be content with what you have. Hebrews chapter 13, chapter 5. That is actually straight scripture, so I'm not going to break this down. The scripture is what the scripture is. Next, we have Albert Ines at D underscore gold boss who writes, I am not against crypto. People make money through different means, but even the Bible says, and I quote, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. The thing is, just know when to stop. Don't be like Jonathan. Unfortunately, I don't know who Jonathan is. Maybe that would have given me some more context, but the scripture he is quoting is coming from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, and I couldn't agree more with this statement. Cryptocurrency has been around for a while, but so has 401ks, and people still don't fully understand how they work either. Cryptocurrency is very complex, and the Bible is right. Those who are risking their rent payments, car payments, and other obligations in hopes of becoming the next digital currency billionaire needs to take heed and listen to the scripture. I mean, really study these coins. And I'm not picking on cryptocurrency either, because I think the way things are going, they are definitely carving a space in the financial world. It may not be adopted anytime soon on some type of global level, but there will be spaces for it. And if you don't know what is going on, you may be at a higher risk of losing your money. Think about it. Credit cards and debit cards are a form of kind of digital currency which we've adopted. But just like credit cards and debit cards, they do hold a lot of risk, right? The high interest rates. That's why we talk about that in our newsletter. We talk about ways to protect yourself, even with something as simple as a credit card. Well, next comes, let's see. The next tweet comes from Beat the Odds at one Two Beats the Odds, who writes in response to at Queen of the Light and Elon Musk. Now, I can't see what they are responding to, only the tweets, but it reads, do not give a man a fish, but teach him how to fish. Jesus, the Bible, when giving money, you have a responsibility also. You could be doing more bad than good if money falls into the hands of a person who does not know what to do with it, except feed his own addictions. I want my listeners to understand this is Twitter, so if it's not grammatically correct, they only have so many characters, so some of the ideas may be jumbled, but I get what he's saying. Um, he's saying that Jesus says in the Bible, do not give a man a fish, but teach him how to fish. The idea of giving here is challenging. I do like what he's proposing, that the responsibility falls on the giver as well, because we can actually make matters worse if we give money to people who will misuse it only to feed their own addictions. So I can hear it right now. Some of you may be hearing this and saying, well, we should give from our hearts and whatever they do with it, it is between them and God that, you know, I did my part. That's all I can do. I can't control them. And I understand that stance. But once again, I like the taking responsibility part because he, he actually offers a solution to help those who are less fortunate. We need to teach them how to be responsible as well because we don't want them to fall into the same cycle. You don't have to leave them to their own vices that we are responsible, not just for the giving, but what that person does with the money that we give them. 
That tweet can go either way. So I like that as well. So when we're giving to charities, when we're giving to churches, we want to make sure that they're doing the right thing. We want to make sure that they have the same vision and the same mission for the gospel and spreading the word as you do. If you're struggling with your finances and looking for an advisor that shares your faith and not just your zip code, um, be sure to schedule your free consultation at www.abrwealthmanagement.com backslash consultation. Um, if you love the podcast, uh, we are sure you'll also love our faith and finance blog that releases new posts every Tuesday and Thursday, where you can find more articles on faith, finances, and how to avoid some of those financial pitfalls so you can retire and stay retired happily ever after. Just go to our website, click on Christian Media, and you'll have access to all the resources we provide for Christian investors like you for free. Um, before we get back to the show, let me just say, make sure you also follow us on all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and YouTube. Just Google AB Ridgeway Wealth Management or check the description below and all links will be provided. Um, keep checking back because our merchandise store is coming soon. So let's keep going here. FPM at Trust FPM looks like FPM stands for Financial Planning Ministry. Um, it says, Money is one of the most talked about issues in the Bible. It is mentioned over 2,000 times. God cares about the stewardship of our money, and so should we. Hashtag stewardship, hashtag estate planning. Money is one of the most talked about subjects in the Bible. And this actually is the basis for me starting this podcast. Even though it's mentioned so often, many people miss the message. We have been taught that money is so evil that we ignore the parts of the Bible that actually speak about it. Whether it's the lessons of Judah selling out Jesus for a few pieces of silver or the poor woman who gives her last pieces of copper to show her faith in the Lord. So most of these stories have little to do with the actual money, but with the people and their intention when it comes to money, how they get it, how they manage it and how they steward it. So, yes, I agree. God cares about stewardship of money. So this tweet comes from Gives Chrisawa. Hope I'm, I'm, I am butchering that name at Chrissy Wa Gifts writes nowhere in the Bible did I read Adam paid all of E's bills and gave her nail money. <laughs> okay. All right. I should have known it was coming. So let's tackle this one. But to be honest with you, all jokes aside, this is sad. This is the thing that actually scares me. This young man is trying to use the Bible to relinquish his manly responsibility. It says in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8, But if anyone does not provide for his relative, and especially members of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Yikes. If you're listening to this, I want you to remember, just because someone says that they didn't read it in the Bible, doesn't mean it isn't there. This scripture says, His household he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Can you imagine that? That if you don't provide for your family and we aren't just talking about money, but emotionally, spiritually, and physically, you are worse than a non-believer. Being there for your family is just as important as how much money you give them. How you speak to them is just as important as how much you pray for them. Every aspect is important. This young man has it all wrong and doesn't even know that someone who should know better and refuses to follow the scriptures 
is worse than someone who doesn't believe them at all. Wow. Man. May God have mercy on his soul. I think we have time for one more. It comes from LAP at Art Sets You Free, who writes, The Bible is a book that religious leaders, quote unquote, don't believe you can read on your own. They want you to come to classes where they tell you ridiculous stories explaining away the ridiculous book. Oh, and they want you to give them money, a lot of money. They keep tax free. So I want to address this tweet with a little backstory here. I was listening to a gospel channel and the preacher there made some very good points. He said, there are a few reasons that we believe the lies that the devil tells us. One is because the lie is so close to the truth and some of the best lies have a lot of true elements in them. He goes on to ask the listener, which I'm going to ask you as well. Which is worse, a clock that is five hours off or a clock that is five minutes off? Five minutes, right? If a clock is five hours off, you know it's wrong and you won't look twice. But if it's five minutes off, you may just miss a meeting or show up late to an interview. It can wreak havoc on your life. That is the same with this tweet. There is some truth to it, but it is still off. Some leaders know you won't read the Bible on your own, so that's true. They do believe that what they say won't be challenged. I can agree with that. But when it comes to money, this is where me and him differ. The church does need money. Let's be honest here. And there are tax benefits to having a church. But as a business owner myself, I know that there are benefits given to people who are establishing jobs and contributing to the economy and not just taking from it. And I don't think churches should be an exception. Maintaining a church is not cheap. So I'll say this about this tweet as I did about money being evil. When the pastors have more love for the money, which causes them to err from the faith, then yes, they do have a problem and God will deal with it. But if they are trying to expand God's kingdom, save more soul, and be more involved in the community, I don't think it's wrong to ask for money or resources. Now, I'll be 100% okay with people volunteering instead of giving their money. So think about it. Nine out of 10 times, the skills people have are worth more than the actual tithing. So this tweet, I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10, because I think we should read our Bibles. That's one. But if he thinks every pastor is just out for money, he is sadly mistaken. There is actually a psychological term for this. It's called the fallacy of composition, which is an informal fallacy that arises when one infers that something is true of the whole from the fact that it is true of some of its parts. So just because a few pastors do it, doesn't mean that is what all pastors do. Well, my fellow Christian investors, that is it from us. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe and let us know by leaving a review on your favorite platform. If you want us to do more shows like this, be sure to email us at info at abrwealthmanagement.com and we'll make sure that we keep them coming. I hope that you learned something today. You can't trust everything that you read on the internet. It is important to figure out people's agendas. So before you believe anything that you read, seek God's guidance and let everything else flow from there. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgway, owner of A.B. Ridgway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686. 
or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management client pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnestine podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.